Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into my top 10 2000s-born actors in today's episode. What's this? What's this? It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What is this? What is this? We have come to the final, final top 10 uh, actors based on the decade they were born, uh, which means next month we're actually going to go backward in time, uh, sort of, and and revisit the same, uh, the same lists I did two years ago, which would be based on the month, date of month of birth as opposed to year of birth. And... I'm kind of excited to see what's changed, what's uh, based on you know what I've seen and and how that's fluctuated things in the in in the past two years or so, and I think it'll be interesting to to look into that. So <clears throat> that said, um, yeah, let's let's jump into this top ten list right now. Number 10, born in New Zealand on October 26th, 2002, uh, with two film credits to his name, an average film rating of 79.5, a value of 2.5, a score of 42.25, to be ranked 2,235th overall, uh, tied with Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, Robert Pine, Tay Diggs, uh, one spot behind Donna Duplantier and Duplantier, Plantier, uh, and one spot ahead of Mark Strong. Uh, our number 10 is Julian Dennison. You may or may not recognize that name. However, he is the um, kid... Uh, Russell Collins, or also known as Firefist in Deadpool 2 from last year. Uh, he was also the Ricky Baker main character from Hunt for the Wilder People, Taika Waititi's 2016 film. That's pretty much it. Uh, those are the only real high-profile films he's been in. If you can call Hunt for the Wilder People, Hunt high-profile. Uh, he was also in Once Upon a Deadpool, which I haven't seen and then... I guess I'll see it at some point, but it does kind of just feel like a superfluous variation of Deadpool 2. Um, yeah, uh, interestingly, despite only having two roles, both of them, he's a pretty prominent character. He's the lead in Hunt for the Wilder People. He is a main supporting cast member of Deadpool 2. He gets to do real things in these movies he's not just a kid relegated to the sidelines which as we will go through this list some of these people are he also happens to be the only male in this top 10 list numbers one through nine are all female and you know it's um that's just uh that's just how it is uh, I like him in Deadpool too, but I think he's re he really shines in Hunt for the Wilder People. 
uh, you know, Deadpool 2, he, he doesn't quite get as meaty of a character to play. Uh, he's kind of more of a stock trope for most of the film. Not all of it, but most of the film. Um, not that he's, you know, bad in Deadpool 2, just I think the character itself is a little weaker. And uh, the big movie he's got coming out next is, at least as far as Letterboxd is concerned, is Godzilla vs. Kong in 2020, next year. Uh, he is, I don't know how big his role is, but he's in Godzilla vs. Kong. So I think that'll be fun. Uh, Julian Dennison, number 10, born in the 2000s. Number 2,225th number overall. Uh, so also you will see that we are starting very, very low in the rankings rating uh, for this. Number 9, born in the United States, May 13th, 2005, uh, with 13 film credits, an average film rating of 51.46, a value of negative 2, a score of 42.6, to be ranked 2,190th overall is Ava Akers. Ava Akers. She is one spot behind Rosanna Arquette, one spot ahead of Isla Fisher. 13 film credits is almost more than, like, everyone else on this list combined. <laughs> uh, at least, like, half of them. Most of most of everyone else here is between, like, three and six movie credits. Ava Akers is... Uh, She's she, she just does a lot of voices. She is, with one two exceptions of the films that I've of thirteen films of hers I've seen, she is completely three exceptions. She is a voice actor. She has featured in films such as Frozen, Wreck It Ralph, Monsters University, Despicable Me Two, Minions, Hotel Transylvania Two, Penguins of Madagascar, The Angry Birds Movie, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, Happy Feet Two. Uh, not, to, not to mention uh, her few live-action roles, including the Ashton Kutcher version of Jobs, White Bird in a Blizzard with Shailene Woodley, and Term Life, Vince Vaughn and Haley Steinfeld. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so she plays relatively smaller roles throughout these films. Um, her... Most, um, according to Letterboxd, her best-known role is in Happy Feet 2 as Eric. But I don't... Uh... Yeah, she plays Eric, who is Mumble's son in Happy Feet 2. So there's that. You know, she can, she can do these other things as well. And... Uh, She's kind of just building herself a pretty solid, substantial resume. You know, obviously some some bad eggs in the bunch. Minions, Jobs, Angry Birds movie, Hotel Transylvania 2, uh, and so on. But Wreck-It Ralph, Peabody and Sherman, Frozen, Despicable Me 2 I like. Penguins of Madagascar I like. Monsters University, uh, Wreck-It Ralph. All good movies and uh, a really strong launching off point. Especially given what she's thirteen, as many film credits that I've seen as Years Alive, and she has eleven other credits on Letterboxd alone. Um, none of them look like upcoming films that I can tell. 
so not sure what she's got next, if anything, but Ava Akers is your number nine, born in the 2000s, number 2190th overall. Number eight. Number eight is born October 12th, 2002. Four film credits to her name. An average film rating of 62.5, a value of 1, a score of 42.67, ranked 2178th overall, is Iris Apatow. She has, uh, she's one spot behind Frances Fisher and one spot ahead of Robert Ryan. Um, she has the role of Arya in the Netflix series Love, if you watch that, which I do. I think it's quite good. She is good in it. Uh, she has been in Judd Apatow movies, as you might expect. Knocked Up, This Is 40, Funny People, uh, playing the same role in Knocked Up and This Is 40. Um, Sausage Party, an animated role she had. And, uh, you know, I like Funny People. I like that Knocked Up. I like This is 40, but I think This is 40 is a weaker movie. And uh, I like Sausage Party. So, yeah. Again, like, she, she outside of Love, which I think is really good, she's more of a um, traditional kid role, doesn't get a big, meaty part or anything like that, um, which is fine. But, um, yeah, Iris Apatow. Uh, Maud Apatow, her older sister, uh, born two years too early <laughs> to make this particular top ten list, uh, is also in a lot of these similar films, and uh, they both they do what they they do what they do. She only has these four credits on Letterboxd, so uh, maybe acting isn't quite in her future. Um, it's just kind of placed there by her dad, but we'll see. Iris Apatow, number eight. Number 2,178th overall. Next up, uh, somebody I think most people will recognize. Born April 3rd, 2003 in California. She has six film credits that I've seen. Average film rating of 57.5. A value of 0.5. A score of 43.63 to be ranked 2,064th overall. One spot behind Macaulay Culkin. One spot ahead of... Tom Fisher is Elsie Fisher, uh, lead of eighth grade, and uh, one of my favorite performances from last year. Uh, she has also been a voice in the Despicable Me movies. Uh, she is Agnes in the first two Despicable Me movies. Uh, she has also been in a couple of Minions Despicable Me short films that I have seen, as well as the short film Let's Dance, uh, which features from last year, which features many of the um, highly acclaimed roles uh, from from the year last year. Films of hers I haven't seen that are actually decently high profile: uh, McFarland USA from 2015 I have not seen, uh, 2010's Dirty Girl. Uh, the Axe Murders of Villisca look to be the main trio 
and then as far as the future, she's going to be in the new Adams Family remake this year. As, as the voice of Parker Needler. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, which I'm looking forward to. Not really for her. Uh, her her role does not seem to be huge, uh, given her position on the list of names. But I presume that that film uh, was already in the process of being made long before Eighth Grade came out, as it is a stop-motion movie. I'm incredibly excited to see what she does next. I, As I said, I really enjoyed her performance in Eighth Grade. I think she's got a great, bright future ahead of her. Uh, lots of potential, great, a brilliant talent, and uh, I'm excited to see what she does next. So, uh, Elsie Fisher, number seven, born in the 2000s, number 2064th overall. Number six is, <clears throat> let me get there, some of these names make... Are a lot easier to search for than others as they don't uh, feature words that show up otherwhere. Uh, no, number six, born June 1st, 2000 in New Mexico. I've seen four film credits from her with an average film rating of 64.75. She has a value of one, a score of 44.17 to be ranked 1,992nd overall. One spot behind Kira Knightley. And one spot ahead of Bruno Gans. Gans? Gans? And uh, this is Willow Shields. Not Willow Smith, uh, but Willow Shields. She is um, Primrose Everdeen in the Hunger Games movies. Uh, and that's it. She's only been in the Hunger Games movies that I've seen. So those are all four of her film credits. Um, despite not liking either Mockingjay film. Uh, I did very much enjoy the first two Hunger Games movies, and uh, they buoy her rating just enough to, to keep her in the positive threshold for value and average film rating, and uh, put her in the top 2,000 performance actors on my spreadsheet. Uh, she has a couple other credits here on Letterboxd that I've never even heard of. They look VOD straight to DVD, maybe even just cable movies. So, not sure um, what the future holds for young Willow Shields. Uh, in fact, I think she, young Willow Shields, I think she's the oldest person uh, in this top 10 list. Uh, her first role was as a guest appearance in the USA series In Plain Sight back in 2008. Uh, the first Hunger Games movie came out back in 2012. So, um, yeah, we might see more of her, hopefully. I thought she, you know, obviously Primrose does not get too much to do in the Hunger Games franchise, but uh, she never hurt or harmed uh, my, my viewing experience by her performance. So, um, maybe we'll see more of her. Number six, born in the 2000s, number 1,992 overall is Willow Shields. Number five, the top five. Um, we land on 
born December 3rd, 2002 in Canada um, with four film credits that I've seen, an average rating of 64, a value of 2, a score of 44.67 to be ranked 1,926th overall, one spot behind Michael Pitt, one spot ahead of Alan Jenkins is uh, Isabel Nalis. I looked it up, pronounced Nalis. I believe that is correct. Uh, Isabel, Isabel Nalis is in It, big blockbuster movie It. She was in last year's The Tale, which I believe was on HBO, uh, but I really enjoyed that film. Uh, she was in 2013's Mama with Jessica Chastain and 2014's Mommy. Uh, Xavier Dolan's film and most of these she doesn't get a ton to do I think the tale probably shows off her abilities most uh, of the four film credits that I've seen of hers and uh, I think she's pretty pretty damn good in it she plays the younger version of Laura Dern's character in flashbacks uh, she has to kind of bear the weight of that time period in the film and she does so very very capably so uh i'm i'm a fan i i think she she shows enough especially in the tale uh to to be considered someone with uh worth looking into moving forward i don't really remember her in it you know she wasn't sophia lillis's character and and I don't really remember any of the younger girls in the movie outside of that. Um, yeah, Isabel Nalis. There are actually a couple of people in this list uh, that does that required me to uh, look up the actual pronunciation of their names. Isabel Nalis was the first one, ranked fifth, born in the two thousands, one thousand nine hundred twenty sixth overall. The next person is another. Uh, name that I did have to look up. Um, let me get there. And that uh, born November twenty second, two thousand, in Hawaii. Uh, she has three film credits that I've seen: an average film rating of seventy one point six seven, a value of two, a score of forty five, even, and a rank of one thousand eight hundred sixty seventh overall. One spot behind Charlie Hunnam, and one spot ahead of Virginia Madsen is the absolutely incredible make sure I get this right Aulie Cravalho Aulie Cravalho I have been saying it wrong uh, but she pronounced it pronounced it right in a YouTube video I just watched and I'm gonna go with that Aulie Cravalho uh, has been in Moana as, as Moana, which was huge. I thought she was exceptional. Uh, great singing voice, great voice performance. One of my favorite perfor lead performances, bar none, that year. Uh, she continued with the role of Moana in a short accompanying the film called Gone Fishing, and then also reprised her role as Moana in Ralph Breaks the Internet, one of the many Disney princesses to feature in that film. Aldi Carvalho, um, as the since all of her roles are animated and it's 
since it's um, all films that she's played the same role in. Tough to say uh, where she's headed, if she's headed anywhere at all. I think she has a lot of potential, especially in voice acting, especially in musicals. I would love to see her in more things, uh, both live action and animated. I'm looking... Uh, Letterbox does not show any other films of hers except for Voice of the Islands, which I think is a documentary about Moana. So hardly anything new there. Um, yeah. Uh, that's about it, though. She has nothing listed upcoming. So remains to be seen if she you know, can continue her success. I wish her the best. So that's Auli E. Cravalho, ranked fourth, born in the 2000s, ranked 1,867th overall. And the last of the three names I had to make sure I was pronouncing correctly. Okay. Let's 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 do this. Uh, born August twenty eighth, two thousand and three, uh, in Louisiana, she has six film credits that I've seen. An average rating of sixty point three three, a value of one, a score of forty six point two five to be ranked one thousand seven hundred and twentieth overall, one spot behind Charlie Tehan, and one spot ahead of Chris O'Dowd is Quavengine Wallace, Quavengine Wallace, uh, breakout performer in the film Beasts of the Southern Wild, uh, a film I really, really, really loved. Uh, she later went on to get a role in uh, the lead role in Annie, uh, as well as a small role in Twelve Years a Slave. Uh, she did voice work for the film The Prophet from 2014, as well as Trolls in 2016. And um, she was also in a short film with Elle Fanning in 2012 called Wide Awake. That's what I've seen of hers. Uh, she was also in Beyonce's Lemonade from 2016. And that's uh, that's pretty much it on her letterboxed. Buoyed by 12 Years a Slave and uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild, for which she was nominated for an Oscar, uh, she kind of overcomes the other films in her filmography that I've seen, which are admittedly uh, all rated in the 50s or lower. She, um, she she shows incredible, incredible promise in Beasts of the Southern Wild. I really hope she gets another opportunity like that to really showcase her abilities, because I really don't think Annie did her any favors. She should be in something new that's never been done before and uh just just let her run with it i think but yeah quavengene 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 wallace uh is number three born in the 2000s um i really liked her i i i've been i'm such a huge fan of beasts of the southern wild uh, and it's mostly due to her. Third, born in the 2000s, and 1,720th overall. Number two, our penultimate 
penultimate performer. Um, we have Born, September 24th, 2001, uh, with six film credits to her name, an average film rating of 61.5, a value of 2, a score of 48.13 to be ranked 1,502nd overall, one spot behind Will Forte, and one spot ahead of Rory Kinnear, is um, a young girl slash young woman with a name that doesn't require uh, looking online to figure out how to pronounce it, Claire Foley. She can be seen in such films as Southpaw, Mistress America, Very Good Girls, Win Win, Sinister, and Little Men. Um, with the exception of Very Good Girls, I think uh, most of these films are good to great. Uh, Mistress America being the best film of this list for her that I've seen. Uh, one that I really enjoyed. And Claire Foley, uh, who is, as of, to, as of right now, 17, is... Um, she doesn't, you know, none of these films are ones that she's, like, the main character in. Uh, but she does get a lot of kid roles. I think in things like Southpaw and Mistress America, she is given a little bit more than an average kid role in those movies. And I really did appreciate that. I think she does a great job with what she's given. Uh, she plays really well off of Jake Gyllenhaal, off of uh, Greta Gerwig. And uh, it really enhances the film. I, I think, you know, there's a difference between just having a kid do kid things and having a kid actually act um and not a lot of them can do that and, and a lot of them struggle to do that but uh claire foley is not one of those and i think she does a great job in in what limited uh roles she's been given uh of the other film credits on here None of them are ever anything I've ever heard of or coming out soon. So uh, we'll see what the future holds for Claire Foley, number two, born in the 2000s, number 1,502nd overall, leading us to our number one. Um, the only person on this list to make it into the top 1,000 film uh, performances overall. And she is also predominantly a voice actor born july 28th 2000 in california she has eight film credits that i've seen an average film rating of 67.63 a value of three a score of 57.1 to be ranked 628th overall one spot behind uh kathleen byron one spot ahead of james cromwell is emily han Yes, Emily Hahn. Uh, she has been in Toy Story 3, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, a couple of short Toy Story films, including Toy Story of Terror, Toy Story Tunes, uh, Hawaiian Vacation, Small Fry, Party Source Rex, uh, Toys in the Attic, which is not a Toy Story movie, I don't think. No, it is just another film. It's also meh. Not the best. Um, as well as Toy Story That Time Forgot. 
So, uh, Toy Story, really, uh, the reason she's so high up, Wreck-It Ralph, obviously, uh, is helpful. Uh, in Wreck-It Ralph, she is the voice of, I will find it. Just additional voices. Of course she is. In Toy Story, pretty sure she's a named person in this. She's the voice of Bonnie. Voice of Bonnie. So uh, she'll be in vo uh, Toy Story 4, presumably. Um, yeah, I, I like Bonnie in Toy Story 3. I think it's an interesting direction to... Um, to go uh, for this franchise. I'm curious to see what episode uh, Toy Story 4 holds. I have not seen any of the trailers for Toy Story 4, so I don't really know what happens. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, I like what I've seen of her so far. She's obviously invested in this franchise, being in all of these short films, some of which... Well, maybe maybe they're all after Toy Story 3. Yeah, I think they are. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we're just kind of waiting to see. Uh, assuming she is the voice in Toy Story 4. Maybe she's not. She's not listed on IMDb. So, could be that she's not in it. Um, curious. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, she has a film coming out in post-production called One Nation Under God. And I uh, don't really know what it is, but it looks like a pure flicks movie. So I'm not really that interested in it, if I'm honest. Anyway, uh, Emily Hahn. Uh... Just, uh, just from, ooh, sorry about that. Just from uh, seeing her on the spreadsheet and um, t logging her in with all these Toy Story movies, uh, is a name that I've kind of become familiar with. Uh, although I'm guessing she's not super recognizable by name, and uh, that in and of itself is interesting. Uh, so that's it, though. That's all. That's all ten. Uh, again, like this is a pretty short episode, all things considered, for a top ten actors list. But when only one of them has been in ten films, and less than half of them have had real roles in films, you know, it's it's you do what you can. Uh, so, one more time through the list: Julian Dennison, Ava Akers. Iris Apatow, Elsie Fisher, Willow Shields, Isabel Nalis, Auli'i Cravalho, Quavenjane Wallace, Claire Foley, and number one, Emily Hahn. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, it means a lot. If you would like to follow me anywhere, uh, Circle of Film, at Circle of Film uh, for Twitter, at Circle of Film for Letterboxd, you can send any emails 
uh, of anything at all to circlefilm at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, you can go to iTunes, subscribe, like, rate, review. Uh, you can also listen to old episodes over there. If you would like to support the show even more, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film for as little as eight cents an episode. Um, you can find more episodes of the show additionally at circleoffilm.com. Check out the website. Lots of stuff over there, including a list of this decade's top 10 actors broken down with their stats, uh, as well as every other decade going backwards. I do need to fill in 1960s, and I will get on that post-haste. Um, you can also look at the previous top 10 lists based on month of birth. I have all those compiled on the spreadsheet if you want to check those out and uh, maybe see who's going to stick around next time, uh, next month and moving forward when I go to that, do that. Uh, so that's about it though. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It does mean a lot. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be the same adieu. In the name of love, one night in the name of love. So long, farewell, oh, I'll be the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.